Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. We are your hosts, Joseva Kapadia and Jasper Rivers. Get paid for your pad. 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 Welcome, everybody. Another episode of Get Paid for Your Pad. Today, it's going to be all Dutch. Your favorite country, of course, the Netherlands. I am here by myself with Renate from a small village in the middle of nowhere in Holland. We always make fun of them because they have a very strange accent. And uh, welcome to the show, Renate. Thank you for having me. So, Renata is a fellow travel blogger. Just like me, she travels the world and writes stories about her travels on her travel blog. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you ended up traveling? All right. Well, um, I travel because I like to wander around. That's also why I call my blog That Wanderlust. I like to explore destinations and I'm very curious and so are my readers so um, yeah I like to explore every little part of a country and uh, especially the local part of it and uh, get to know the culture. So a lot of people ask me how am I able to travel because mm-hmm. most people have jobs and they go, they go on holiday once or twice a year so how, how does that work for you? I make my job out of it so um, I, uh, I always um, try to get invited to nice uh, travels. <laughs> How do you get invited? Because I write and I create captivating media. So I'll be um, taking photos and videos of very nice destinations and things you can do there. I'll write reviews. I'll basically um, yeah, prepare your holiday. You basically turned your passion into your job. Yep, definitely. That's great. Mm -hmm. And during your travels, you have stayed at Airbnb places in the past, correct? I did, yeah. That's awesome. I stayed, um, sorry? That's awesome because this show is about Airbnb. Mm -hmm. And we've been interviewing mostly hosts so far. But we thought it would be interesting to invite some travel experts to the show and get their perspective on what what it is like to stay in somebody's house and why do travelers like to stay in Airbnb places versus a hotel. So my first question will be, what made you want to try out Airbnb? Uh, I always look for um, the local culture. I want to experience the norms and values of of a destination. Um, Yeah, basically the culture. So I thought I should be able to stay with local people. And uh, that's when I was asking around about about my my desires and someone told me about Airbnb because it's something that um, allows you to stay with local people. 
Right, and it, it's a it's just a different experience staying with a local versus staying in a hotel. Have you met a lot of cool people, but through Airbnb? Oh, definitely. Um, I stayed, for example, in um, in Argentina. Uh, I stayed at a hotel because uh, there was nothing. I, I wanted to stay in a hostel, but nothing was available. And I started looking on Airbnb for uh, for a better place to stay than that hotel. Um, and then I found um, a guy living in uh, Bariloche, and he was living there with his sister. So this this family, um, they they yeah they invited me to their home through Airbnb, and I stayed there for uh, for a few days and kept on adding days. And uh, yeah, I, I even I went back and we became friends. And uh, yeah, I could go there for dinner, sleep. It was basically my second home in Argentina. And they, did they still charge you, or did they, did they let you stay for free at some point? No, they, they well, they didn't actually. They stopped charging me, but I kept on paying them because I feel like it's still their job, and they're just making the best service out of it. And you mentioned a place called Barre Loche. Yes, I've heard about this place. It's supposed to be a very special place. It's in Argentina, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's um. It's close to the Seven Lakes of Argentina. It's in Patagonia. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it's, it's very, uh, very touristic for the students because they have a lot of uh, like spring, uh, spring holiday breaks, uh, things like that. So it's quite touristy. But then in the low season, like when it's very, um, when there's a lot of snow uh, or in the hot summer when it's very warm, you can do so many different things. So, for example, I, I love to be able uh, to go to the lakes, to, to sit there in the sun, but also to be able to go up to the mountains and, and walk up into the snow uh, in the same week. That's great. Mm -hmm. I'd love yeah, to check it out sometime. Is it far from Buenos Aires? Or? It was about 24 hours in the bus. Oh, okay. That's pretty. So good. you have That's to be up for that. That's pretty doable. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is actually. The buses are great there. You get a nice bed. They'll give you food. <laughs> you, get, you get a bed in the bus? Uh, well, I'm not that. Um, yeah. How should I call that? I don't. I don't uh, have fuzzy. high expectations of, of a bed. <laughs> but it's actually just a seat that. That's. Um, I was going to say it's about expectation management. Yeah, that's it. That's all about traveling, right? And expectation management is also important when you're staying at Airbnb places because one of the things that we recommend to hosts is that they always make a very accurate description of their, their home and not to mm -hmm. oversell because you're basing your expectations on what you, what you see in the description and in, on the listing. And the thing that we always recommend is under promise and over deliver to create a good guest experience. So um, the places that you've stayed at on, on Airbnb, would you say they were accurate representations of the listings or was it even better or were you disappointed sometimes? Yeah, sometimes it's better, sometimes it's, it's worse. Um, I, I had different experience in Brazil, for example. Mm -hmm. So I think um, I, I stayed at someone's home, which, uh, which, well, they gave me their entire house, basically. Um, and I just, I was expecting to get the room. 
So in one way that was good because I hey I got the entire house. I but was on the say, other that's, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah. On the other hand, I was traveling by myself, so I'm staying in the big house by myself in in a very dangerous town. So that wasn't really the idea. Okay. Uh, where, where was this? And this was in Recife. Recife. Ah, okay. Right. Yeah. Fairly big city on the north northern eastern coast of Brazil. True. But then on the other hand, for example, in in Rio. Um, I, I stayed at an apartment of a lady during the carnival season mm -hmm. and everything looked very nice on the photos and, and she was uh, very nice with the, in, like getting in touch with each other. Um, but then when I arrived, she did so many extra things like she sent me text messages every day about the local carnival celebrations around the corner. Uh, like she, she kind of treated me like as if she was my travel guide. That's great. And that's yeah. one of the reasons why you use Airbnb to get those local recommendations and to yeah. get that contact with, with a local. Definitely. Like that woman, she really made the experience of staying in, in Rio de Janeiro during Carnival. She made it different, um, more personal. And um, yeah, I saw the local way. Because of her, I, I saw places that normal tourists don't go to. And the same goes for other places I've stayed with Airbnb. It's all um, mm -hmm. a unique experience. Right, and um, just out of curiosity, when you had uh, a less positive experience, did you, did you, was that reflected in the review that you wrote, or did you leave the host with a review? Um, actually, I had, yeah, that one, one bad experience. Um, I did not write a review, and, um, the, the host also did not write a review because we um, did not really get off of the right foot. Right. Um, so we kind of just like ignored it, the entire situation. I guess that happens as well. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So, because this is this is something that that hosts worry about sometimes getting a negative review. But mm -hmm. I've I've noticed myself that. One, when I have guests staying in my place and something goes wrong, even, even if it's without, outside of my control, because the, my guests know that I'm, I'm trying to be the best host I can be and I'm trying to do everything I can to make their experience a really good one, if something goes wrong, they often don't leave me a review at all. And I've never had a bad review yeah, I guess that's um, also depends on the culture. Well, basically, the Dutch people, I think we are more complaining. Um, but in this case, uh, I didn't complain um, because it wasn't something that was really her fault. Like, all right, I'll give you more details. Yeah, what Someone, happens? Tell us. Uh, a thief entered in the house where I was sleeping at night. Oh. Um, and so I felt very unsafe, but that wasn't really her mistake. Um, it was a bad neighborhood, so yeah. Who, I was, had to, uh, who was this person? This was uh, a young woman. Uh, she had a second house and she rented it out. No, I mean the person that entered the house. Oh, just a thief. Oh, just a thief, okay. I don't know the person. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you, uh, how you said that. Oh, it's just a thief, you know. I was just yeah. sleeping in a house in Brazil and yeah, just a thief walked in, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt like that. <laughs> well, but what happened? Did he come into your room, or did he steal something, or did, did you see him, or, did, or how? How do I? No, luckily he didn't enter into my room. Uh, he just 
went inside the house and uh, took the big TV um, and, and walked out um, the front door. He left me alone. But in the morning we realized uh, that the TV was gone and uh, uh, that was a bit weird, right? That you're staying in some place that you don't know and then someone enters the house. Uh, so yeah, I, f I did feel that was, I think, one of the first uh, moments in my life while traveling that I had something like, hmm, I'm not supposed to be here, I should leave. Right. Uh, so I didn't write a review anymore about her, yeah, because it was like a really strange situation. Right. She was fine, the woman was nice, but yeah, the place wasn't just not, the place wasn't nice. But the, did, you, did you sort of blame it on, on your host? Or, I mean... You know, it's you can't really keep the burglar out, I guess, if he really wants to enter the house. Or, or was yeah. it just like a case of a bad security, like maybe no lock on the door? or No, I, uh, the thief uh, cut a wired fence with electricity, so he okay. really did his best. <laughs> he really did his best to get into the house. Um, the house had good security. But the thing was, what happened between me and the host is that afterwards, I still had a couple of days left to stay mm -hmm. and I already wanted to leave right and um, I, I already paid for those days and I said well I don't feel safe here anymore so I want to leave right and then I don't want to pay anymore for the night I'm not gonna stay here sounds fair enough yeah and then and, what did uh, you say of course she wasn't pleased with that because it was not her mistake either but Airbnb uh, fortunately um, Became, um, yeah, how should I say? Um, Airbnb came in the middle and, um, yeah, they gave us both what we wanted. They gave you both what you wanted. So they yeah. they paid for, they paid the host and they gave you your money back. Yeah. Oh, that's a, that's a great result. Do you it use was. the Airbnb resolution tool for this? Um, I'm not quite sure. Uh, I think I sent an email somewhere on the um, on the website I'm not sure if it was some tool or anything I think it was just like a customer service email address I had right mm -hmm. okay so, so that was a good solution that's interesting because I've never heard of a situation where Airbnb actually intervened and paid the host and the guest it's usually what happens if you use the Airbnb res resolutions tool is that Airbnb will sort of make a decision in, either in your favor or in the favor of the host. So that's that's interesting. I guess they realized that it wasn't your fault and it wasn't the, really the host's fault as well. So it, uh, it's very, uh, it's, it's nice that they, that they solved it that way. Yep. Yeah, that was very good. Interesting. So you would, uh, would you, would you say Airbnb is a, a very uh, a cost-effective way to travel compared to paying for a hotel or a hostel? Yeah, I, I do, because I think that when you stay at a hotel, you... Um, well, it depends on the, what kind of traveler you are. But in my case, I want to, uh, well, make t uh, get in touch with the local people or with people in, in uh, any kind of way. And if you're in a hotel, you just see the receptionists and the people that maybe uh, work at the restaurant or something. Uh, but if you stay at someone's home, you can meet the people if they're there. If they're not there, then at least you have, um, then you get to experience the vibe of, of the local people's life because you get, um, I, I like it that you, you get 
sucked inside the life of the local, right. even if they're not there. So you see the norms and the values of them, and yeah, you, you think that's definitely a, you get a taste of what the what local life looks like. Yes, and one advantage of staying in uh, an Airbnb place is that you don't have to go out for dinner. You usually have access to a kitchen, and you can prepare your own meals. And you have a little bit more space to sort of hang out and, and do some work if you need to. True. Um, I enjoyed also the, um, the possibility of being, well, being able to work at the, the living room or in the kitchen or whatever. Um, the cooking part, maybe not really my thing. Uh, <laughs> so um, sometimes I, I joined the family or I joined the, the person who was hosting um, his place and um, yeah other times I would still go for dinner so <laughs> but right. I think uh, I think that's also good that you have access to to basically anything you would have back home if you want to mm -hmm. and one of the great things about traveling is trying the local delicacies so you, def you definitely do want to eat out sometimes mm -hmm. yes you do but yeah like when I stayed in Argentina um, this family was was making the local barbecue, the, the parrilla, and they invited me over. So uh, no need for me to go out for dinner. That was that was great. <laughs> That's awesome, and the meat is very good in Argentina. I can I can uh, definitely say that I've been to Buenos Aires a couple times, and I don't know if you've been, but there's a restaurant in Palermo called La Cabrera, mm -hmm. and I definitely had the best steak of my life there, and it was very cheap too. All right. Yeah, Buenos Aires, Argentina. It's it's not. I think it's not that expensive. That's good mm -hmm. for the food. Mm -hmm. So, Definitely. what are some some other real cool cool places that you've you've been to? I know you've traveled mostly through South America recently. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I think Latin America, South America is is my favorite place, my favorite continent. Um, I also really enjoyed uh, spending time in, in Singapore, for example, which many find very weird um, because I uh, I spent time there um, a little bit more than I was supposed to because there was a um, a big ash cloud above Iceland, so I couldn't fly back home. Right, I remember. Do you remember that. the volcano? Yeah, I actually hiked that volcano uh, last right. year. Oh, look at I you go. I, I, I can't pronounce it. It's called something like Efsnasnasnanyukul or something. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> well, that one is um, the one that erupted when I was in, in Singapore, so I couldn't fly home. And it gave me the, the opportunity to spend more time, and I really fell in love with that country. So that was also, for me, that was a really cool place because I got to see uh, so many things you would normally not visit. Mm-hmm. That was really cool. Um, I also, I really love Kenya. Okay. Yeah, so uh, Africa and Asia is also very interesting uh, for me. I so think everything has something, something unique as long as you can see the culture. Right, and it sounds like you really prefer the sort of the non-Western countries to travel to. Yeah, I do like Scandinavia a lot, um, but I wouldn't really choose to go to... Uh, a Western country if if I uh, would have to book a holiday mm -hmm. but yeah the Scandinavian countries uh, I do find appealing right so you've stayed in Recife in an Airbnb place and you stayed mm -hmm. in Bare Noche mm -hmm, correct what are some other places uh, where you've stayed uh, with Airbnb uh, yeah Rio de Janeiro 
right? Uh, oh, yeah, you mentioned that. Sorry? You, you did mention that. Yeah, I'm not quite sure which others. Because I know I, I have been using Airbnb um, like since a couple of months, actually. So I haven't been using it a lot yet. Right. And I might be forgetting some places. But I know definitely those are the three ones that I remember very well. And I, I imagine you remember the one with the thief. <laughs> You'll probably never forget that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that was... But the good thing was, like, it didn't give me a bad, bad, um, a bad feeling about Airbnb. I still like it and um, still used it. Right. But, uh, yeah. So what, um, if you were to give some advice as a traveler to, to the hosts that are, that are listening, what would that be? Um, the host could um, provide something like a list. Um, it could be perhaps online or they can print it out if they're not at home and leave it at the, the kitchen table um, where you can see as a guest like where to go to, which restaurant is good around the corner, uh, if you want to order some food, stay in, where to do that. Like a kind of, yeah, a little list with some points that, that you would use as a local mm -hmm. um, for the guest. I think I liked that a lot when I got that during the carnival. So, um, right. Yeah, that's, uh, and you know, we always recommend our hosts to send our guests a a guidebook. You yeah, know, my my own my guidebook is about thirty pages, so it's pretty extensive. And it's it's uh, it's funny that you mention it because I always get a lot of feedback from guests. They really like receiving that uh, that information, and I think it's because half of the fun of going on a trip or going on a holiday is looking forward to it. Definitely. So if you if you get a, a guide with r restaurant recommendations and recommendations for places to go, you naturally will look them up on the internet, and, and you know it's you you start building up that excitement of mm -hmm. of actually going there. And and I think uh, I always have this when I go on a trip. You know, I, I look forward to it, and I think having this information really helps sort of build up the. Uh, the excitement for the trip so that's a that's a good point and i like your suggestion of not just putting in some recommendations but also some more practical things like how do you order food yeah because a lot of places the, there's i know uh these days you have apps for that like i was in colombia earlier this year and it turned out there was this this website that that was sort of an aggregator like it had all these different restaurants and you could just order whatever you want and there was they had a taxi application that you could use to order taxis. So you know these are these are like more practical things that can also be really useful. Yeah, yeah, because I think what you what you mean like a normal guidebook would also uh, explain about what to do with the garbage and whatever, where to leave this and that. Um, yeah. Right, like kind of rules. Absolutely. Right? Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the, I I I like that because I know many of the places they just they prepare your room. And uh, you're welcome, and, and that's it. Well, it's nice, you know, but it would be good, yeah, if you get, like, a, like a guidance. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Great. Is there, is there anything else that comes to mind? Um, yeah, I think, well, if, as long as everyone is honest, uh, then the way it's working right now, it's, it's, it's good enough. Um, 
I think, yeah, well, good enough maybe doesn't sound very nice, <laughs> but I, I think it's a very nice service. Um, sometimes I do believe that the prices are quite high. Um, I see places, um, well, that the room isn't, isn't that, that nice, and then if you compare it to a hotel, the price of the hotel is cheaper, so it really uh, can be difficult to, to compare the prices. Mm -hmm. Um, and to decide if you're going to stay at an Airbnb place with a local person or with a different vibe or at a hotel. Um, but the entire system for me works great. Right. Yeah, and I think a few years ago, Airbnb tended to be really cheap because I think people just hadn't catched on to, caught on to the sort of the potential that, that's out there. Um, comparing comparing to a hotel, it used to be really cheap, and I think I think a lot of hosts are catching on to it. They they start realizing that they can, you know, increase their income by by raising prices. So it's I, f I believe it's getting a little bit more expensive recently, but that will also attract more people to get on the platform. So eventually, I'm sure it it will uh, it will probably drop down again. Yeah, probably. Well, that's what, where um, the prices keep on rising, and yeah, that's normal, also, right? Um, I I think as long as it's not like if, if you want a um, how do you call it a penthouse or anything like that, you know you're gonna pay a lot of money. But right. if you want a simple bedroom in in Barcelona, uh, you shouldn't pay more than maybe I don't know thirty euros or something. I would I would find. Uh, already quite mm, quite a lot right well barcelona is an expensive city of course that's true yeah, <laughs> yeah. maybe i have latin america in my head <laughs> right everything everything is a little bit cheaper there so <laughs> when you were back in holland where do you live do you have your own house or are you renting a place or are you would you stay with family or what's your situation yeah. i stay uh, in my own house um, I'm not planning to stay here quite longer. Um, I, I, I want to stay in an apartment where I can just close the door and, and go away because I'm not home that much. Mm -hmm. So my, naturally, I'm curious to know what do you do with your house when you're traveling? Is it empty? Yeah, it's empty. Aha. Uh -huh. Kinda. <laughs> now you can you can probably sense where where this is where this conversation is going. Yes. Well, that's also why I'm telling you that it's empty, kind of, because it's empty, like, in, in, um, in a way of there's no person. Um, but I think I have uh, a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, um, I think it's too chaotic to share this house with strangers. I see. And have you ever considered uh, tidying up your place, maybe storing some of the your 40 or 50 pairs of shoes at your parents place <laughs> or in a storage unit and then renting it out and trying to make some extra money for your for your travels now i think um uh, this house is uh is a different project but i'll um i'll get i'll get an apartment after this and there i'll definitely arrange things that i can uh, can put it on airbnb list it mm -hmm. so you think the cur the house where you currently live is is not suitable for for Airbnb. Yeah, this house isn't because it's too messy. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's too many things here. Um, I uh, I have, for example, uh, one room filled with uh, things of my sister who tends to move a lot. <laughs> okay. So um, yeah, that makes it 
not quite easy to to share uh, space. Right. If your sister randomly walks in to grab some of her stuff, then that's something that guests will probably not really appreciate. Yeah. For example. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Well, um, Renata, let's finish this uh, this 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 call. Um, what's uh, let Let's let our users, our listeners, know how they can find out more about you. All right. Well, if you want to um, read more about um, travels, especially to Latin America, and if you're curious and an independent traveler, especially then, uh, look me up on uh, www.thatwanderlust.com. Um, you can also find me on Facebook and Twitter and actually any other kind of social media. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing uh, a message or... Uh, any question, if you have, let me know. And just for your information, Renata always responds within one minute. So if you send her a message, you, you get something back right away. I try, I try. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So um, I'll, put these, I'll put the website uh, and your contact details in the show notes so that people can check you out. Thanks, everybody, for listening. As always, if you want to find out more information, there's all these different places where you can look. Getpaidforyourpet.com forward slash podcast is where you can see all the different episodes. You can go to our YouTube channel where we have some awesome videos. Just search for Get Paid For Your Pad on, on YouTube and I'm sure you'll find it. And of course, we have our book on Amazon that's been a number one bestseller for a few weeks now. So uh, make sure to, uh, to check it out. And if you want, prefer to listen, go to getpaidforyourpad.com slash audio dash book where you can get the audio book 100% for free. All right, guys, that's it. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet, get paid for your pet.